Hi, and welcome to Linda Lectures. Linda Lectures is the name my children gave to the parental speeches I often used to torture my children and their friends. As in, oh gosh, here comes another Linda lecture or a mom lecture, depending on their age. I especially like to deliver these gems while I had them all trapped in my car. I don't care if you agree or disagree, but I do hope you'll use these to start conversations when your family is trapped together. Hi, thanks for joining me for another Linda lecture. Today I'm going to be talking about the loss of a pet. And it's come up because I've recently um, seen some uh, loss in the family of a, a beloved pet. And I just wanted to talk about how we approached it in our family and my thoughts on the subject. So here we go. First of all, regardless of the relationship that you have had with pets over your lifetime, for many people, including myself, pets become family members. Um, I, I love our little pets. I cried when we lost our guinea pigs. I, I don't think I cried over the fish, to be honest, but I did miss them because I liked watching them swim around. I'll tell you a funny story in a minute about the, um, about the fish, just so y'all have a chuckle on this episode. Uh, but understand that the grief and loss of a pet is going to be felt and processed differently for different people. So be kind to friends and coworkers that have lost a pet. If they're telling you about it, they're probably feeling pretty bad about it. So just say, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you don't have to, you know, if they want to go into it, they can, um, but try not to discount their feelings. Now, um, when it comes to talking about this with kids, um, it's hard for kids, I think, and it all depends on the age and the kid, right? It's hard for them to process what death means. Now I had one kid that understood it very early. And we, uh, the story is that we lost the polar bear at the zoo and we had a, a very brief conversation about what it meant. It means that, you know, the polar bear's not alive anymore. It won't be at the zoo anymore ever again. It's gone. That's the end of the polar bear and we'll miss him. Um, and it's okay to be sad about it because she loved the polar bear. So keeping it brief when they're very young allows the kids time to process the information. And what I found is that they will come back to you with questions if they're ready. If they're not ready to go deeper into it, maybe that's enough just to say, polar bear's gone, polar bear's not going to come back, we're going to miss the polar bear and just leave it at that. Now, my one kid got it like immediately. And for the next couple of years, every time the thought of death would come up, she would say, oh, just like the polar bear. 
she got it. Now, my second child, it it just went um, over their head when they were younger. It was like, okay, thanks for telling me. <laughs> and it didn't really, it just, I don't think they were ready to understand what death meant or to process it. And that's okay. Uh, different kids develop at different ages. That's why I think keeping it really simple is important. And the child will come back to you and say, uh, tell me more about uh, what it meant about the polar bear, which my first one did. We had nighttime conversations, you know, um, I love, I love bedtime. And, you know, we would uh, snuggle in the bed and we would talk and, you know, she would bring things up that were on her mind. And the polar bear was on her mind for a couple of weeks after that. So we talked a little bit more and again, kept my answers very simplistic at a young age. You know, they're, um, they're somewhat able, I think, some kids to process the metaphysical um, options of, you know, whether you believe in heaven or reincarnation or whatever it is. But again, keep it simple. As they get older, they, they'll want to know more about what you believe. It's okay to say, you know, well, um, you know, we believe in heaven in our house and, you know, this is what happens. Or, you know, we believe that, you know, there's a special little a piece of us inside of us that gets to live on, but somewhere else we'll never know. We'll never meet that, um, that, uh, person or animal again. Um, but we believe it's not really gone, whatever your beliefs are. Right. And you, and just convey them in a, a really simple manner to your kids. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that I'm, I'm not really a big fan of, trying to avoid the grief. It might make your life easier as a parent. It might even make it, you know, easier for the kid to do a pet replacement. I hate when I hear those stories or, you know, immediately going out and getting a new pet. Here's something that I've learned. Being uncomfortable is something that every person should get used to. You have to feel the feelings and you have to be, you know, experience that feeling of being uncomfortable with the feelings and get through it. You have to get through it. And so I would just encourage you to let your kids feel the grief and do what you can to help them resolve it. You know, maybe you say a few words as you say goodbye to the fish in the toilet. And here, I'll tell you the story. So... Oh God, this, this one. So, um, something happened with the fish. We had these three fish that we had had for a really long time and they had the crazy big tails and the really fat bodies and they were huge. Like they practically could have been a, you know, a sushi meal to, to use an inappropriate metaphor, but, um, they were huge. Now something happened, you know, we never found out what happened. The kids will go, probably go to their graves with the secret of what happened. But what we think happened is that someone tried to feed the fish and dumped way too much food in the tank. It clogged up the water. The filter couldn't keep up with us. It, and, and we woke up in the morning to have two of the three fish dead. Now, all of these fish were named because they had to have names. And the kids were very upset. 
the, the fish were important to them at the time. They were super upset. They were young. And we just wanted to save the one last remaining fish. So we're trying to, my husband's trying to get the fish out of the tank. He's like, give me something to put them in. Give me something to put them in. So I run into the kitchen. I'm like, what can we put these fish in? And sitting on the counter was a just finished up. Uh, I can't believe it's not butter um, uh, cup, right? Or or bin or whatever you call the thing. Container. That's the word. Container. So I rush the container into him and he scoops these two giant fish into this I can't believe it's not butter tub. And they just like take up the whole tub. And the kids see them in the tub and they're screaming, crying. But it's kind of funny if you can imagine it being in that container and we, I very reverently carry the, I can't believe it's not butter, bright yellow tub, uh, take the kids into the, the lower uh, Levette uh, half bath that we have to say goodbye to the fish. I'm just, I'm just going to flush them um, while my husband tries to quickly save the third fish by getting it out of the tank, cleaning the tank and everything that he's doing. So I'm standing with my kids. We're standing over the toilet. They are sobbing hysterically. <laughs> Elizabeth. That was one of the fish's names. Oh, they would, I can't remember the others. I only remember Elizabeth because it was such a weird name for a fish. So they're sobbing and I'm trying to say some nice words and thank you for being, you know, such nice uh, um, parts of our family. And, you know, we're sorry that this happened and we'll miss you. And we tried our best to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. I'm, you know, saying all these words over the toilet and um, the kids are sobbing. I dump the fish into the toilet. I hit flush. And the biggest of the two gets stuck in the toilet. And the other one is just swirling around the bowl in a circle because the other one's clogged up the thing. Now, this makes it even worse for the kids. Now they stop, start sobbing even harder. What's going to happen? It didn't go down. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. They're all very upset. Um, and so I am trying to... I yell for help from my husband. I'm trying to get them out of the bathroom. Jeff comes running in from what he's doing in the fish tank. I tell him what's going on. And as I'm um, moving the kids away and trying to distract them, uh, my husband is very sneakily trying to move into the bathroom with a giant chef knife. Um, needless to say, he did get the fish down the, to down the toilet, um, and everything resolved fine. Uh, and we said goodbye to the fish. So, uh, funny story. If you can just imagine the chaos, um, the, the kids did not see my husband, uh, going into the bathroom and I'm sorry if you're in the car with your kids, you can just tell them that, um, you know, he got the fish out so that we could say goodbye nicely. Anyhow. Um, it was important that the kids have a way of saying goodbye, regardless of the, the crazy story. Other pets we uh, buried in the backyard. And um, my mother and father-in-law even participated at times. We would, um, you know, put them in the ground and we have a big sto a stone back there marking where they're at. We had to kind of cover them so the dogs wouldn't dig them up or anything. Um, but we let the kids say a few words and say goodbye. And it was so, so sweet and cute. Um, 
you know, the fish, we didn't do that, but that's all part of the kids letting go and they have to process that grief. And just like I said about, you know, when you first describe a, a death to your kids, they will come back with questions. It may be uh, the next night. It may be a week later. It may be a month later. Don't get all riled up about it again, right? Don't you bring a whole bunch of emotion to the situation, cry with them again, make it a huge deal. Just say, yeah, sometimes it takes a little while to say goodbye and to get over the fact that we lost a friend. Um, but you will. And, you know, maybe someday we'll think about a new friend, but let your kid process it. Do not uh, try to replace a dead pet. Uh, do not try to cover up what happened. You can whitewash things if you, you know, if the cat gets the hamster, maybe you don't want to tell the story. Um, maybe you just say that the, the hamster died and, um, you know, that you buried it in the backyard so they didn't have to see it. You don't have to, to always tell the truth depending on, or the full truth, depending on how old they are, but don't buy a replacement pet and tell them it's the same pet. Don't rush out immediately and get them a replacement. Let your kids feel the grief. Not only is it something that they will feel again in their lives, but it is important that your kids learn to sit with uncomfortable emotions and process them. Um, if they don't, it will come back to bite them later on in life. So let them have the, the, the bad emotion. You can't save them from bad emotions their whole life uh, or hurtful emotions, I should say, not bad. Um, let them have the hurtful emotion. Let them process it help them talk through it over the coming weeks and months. Um, and when you think that grief has truly been processed, yeah, you want to talk about getting a new pet, that's fine. Uh, my husband and I, you know, never made it long after the loss of pets. We, we lost two dogs, you know, right in a row unexpectedly. Um, and, you know, we said, that's it. You know, this is too hurtful. We got to wait a little while. And oh, it was only a couple months that went by and we just missed having a dog around so much that we did, um, we did start looking for a new dog in the house. Um, so that's not bad, but give yourself and your kids time to, to process the grief and just feel it's a, it's a sad thing. And the closer that someone is to the animal, the sadder it is. So again, be kind to people you know that lose a pet, even if it's not, um, if pets aren't something that find a place in your life to that level, that's okay. Everybody's different, but have respect for the feelings that other folks are having and let your kids feel the feelings they're going to feel. That's it. I said feel a lot of times in this episode. I hope you enjoyed um, our goofy story um, about when we lost the fish. And thank you for joining me for another episode of Linda Lectures. Thanks for listening to this Linda Lecture. I hope you'll talk about these topics with your kids when it's age appropriate. They hear you even if they disagree, hate the process, or give your lectures a funny nickname. They are listening and taking their cues from you. Check out our polls and be part of future episodes by leaving comments in the Q&A or by leaving a voicemail at the number in the show description. 
Good luck out there. Don't take things too seriously. And I hope you'll join me again for another Linda lecture.